0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And this week, I'm actually not joined by any new guest. It's just me here alone, sitting at the end of the World Tour season, looking back on everything, as we had one of the most packed seasons I have ever done on this podcast. And I'd like to first off thank all of my guests who I had on this season for this, and uh, all of you, the listeners, for tuning in this season, uh, whether you were new or returning uh just thank you this week we're doing something a little different we're gonna be looking back at some of the best conversations that we had uh throughout this entire season uh, but before we get into those we do have some other business to take care of and starting off with that business we have our headline of the week as most of you know over this at the start of this season actually i announced that i began playing final fantasy 14. And I I became addicted, very addicted. So much so that I've been watch- I was watching the top T O P, the Omega Protocol Ultimate, the world race for it to see who's going to get the first. And there was controversy around that cheating controversy uh, to be to begin with. Uh, in fact, the very first clear for the Omega Protocol was cleared by a group called unnamed, a- which is a Japanese. Uh, I believe they're a free co- Uh, However, it was found out that members of the group, not the entire group, but I think it was like one or two members had cheated by using a FOV uh, field of view third party tool, which let them zoom out ridiculously far out that it got memed on to the moon and back, literally to the moon and back. And Yoshi P, he made a statement about it and he, he sent out the punishments in regards to this. So not only did, obviously, the ones who did use the third-party tool, because Yoshi P has gone on the record saying the game, you you shouldn't use third-party tools. Uh, He doesn't approve of them for his game. Uh, People still use them. People are still going to use them after this. But uh, if you're going to use them, you shouldn't post that you're you're probably going to stay quiet about uh, clearing shit. Especially when it comes to ultimates. If you're using those. Because the second they find out. You're going to be fucked. That's what, it, that's what I've gotten from this at least. But the punishments have been dealt. So for those who did use the tool. I believe they got a permaban. Well not a ban. Not a permaban. I don't know if it was a permaban. But they did get most likely banned. However those who did not directly cheat. But were more of the reap the rewards. From this group. They... Were told to delete the item that they were given, that they got as a reward. They had their title and the achievement both revoked as well from their accounts. Very wild, and I don't think we've actually ever seen uh, Yoshi P and the FF14 team do something like this. So, it goes to show it doesn't pay to cheat. Uh, in other news, though, uh, th- there actually now have been world clears for the Omega Protocol without the use of third-party tools. I believe it was Neverland or Wonderland. I can't remember the exact name off the top of my head right now. Uh, they were one of the group FCs to clear it in another or statics, whatever they actually are. I'm pretty sure they are just FCs, but they were one to clear it in another group who I don't think it was named who they were, uh, but they've cleared it as well. So there are we are seeing clears now of uh, the Omega protocol, which is awesome to see and uh moral of this story just don't cheat it's not worth it (laughs) it's not worth. if you're gonna cheat don't, don't uh post it publicly i think that's just the lesson here just just don't uh anyway with that it's time for us to now dive into what else happened this past week in gaming let's look into the week in review
0: Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is The Week in Review. And to kick things off,
1: we had a couple games come out last week. Season, A Layer to the Future, which our guest last week spec, we got to be a part of the beta testing for that game. And he, as he said, you should definitely go check out that game. It looks like it's going to be a fantastic time. And I don't doubt that. It's looking good. Uh, however, I've been playing another game that came out th- this past week, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic Shake. Uh, I'm only as of recording this. I'm only a little bit in right now, but so far it's pretty good. The physics are a lot, but, uh, they're a lot more flowy. It's still got some things that I wish. It, it still feels a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. It Still feels a little heavy. I guess is what you could say with the physics. It feels heavy a little bit, but it's not like a bad heavy. Best way I could describe that. Uh, and also, Deliver Us Mars came out as well. In the world of video game news, Nintendo Switch online members... uh, the, Nintendo's doing this thing where you can now buy a pair of game vouchers to redeem two digital games from the eShop. Like, triple... We're talking, like, Nintendo first-party titles. Uh, this includes Scarlet and Violet, Fire Emblem Engage, Breath of the Wild, Mario... Like, all of, like, the big games in their collection... Uh, you can redeem it digitally. The cost is ninety nine ninety eight, so you're saving g- like a good chunk of money, depending on the games that are in the selection. But it's with the example. That's of course American USD, so it's probably a little more Canadian. But uh, I, I haven't looked what the, con- the conversion rate is. But if you want to get basically like a two for Like, it's buy one, get one, X amount off. It's essentially what this is. So it pays to be a member a little bit. Obviously, you got to pay for yourself, but it's not the worst thing. I just wish the vouchers were a little bit cheaper, but that's just me personally. In the Forbidden Game Fortnite news, Gohan and Piccolo have been added as new Dragon Ball characters. Uh, In some delayment news, we got two things for delayments. Uh, Jedi Survivor has been delayed to late April now, uh, as it was set to come out next month in March, is now just been pushed back by a month, uh, most likely to fix some issues that they might have had with the game. Uh, Also uh, delayed is the new Amnesia game, which I didn't even know there was a new Amnesia game coming out. Uh, as this was the first I was hearing of this. But Amnesia the Bunker uh, also was supposed to come out next month in March. That's been delayed to May 16th now. Uh, And and Amnesia the Bunker, from what I read about it, is an open-world, choice-driven game. And from the sound of it, you're also given a gun and it's first-person, so it's a survival horror as well. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a hard right for the amnesia series but it's gonna be interesting to see the playstation plus collection which uh was announced back at the start of like the ps5s when it was first coming out which are 20 of what sony calls the best playstation 4 games uh that you could get for free just as long as you have any I was like i believe any version of playstation plus well that's coming to an end in about three-ish months so you can get uh, that basically that collection is just going away. Everything else in PlayStation Plus is staying. Like if the games are like in the PlayStation Plus in other means, then I believe they'll stay. And I believe we might see them rotate in and out here and there. But this collection is going away in three months. So if you haven't taken advantage of it and you have a PlayStation 5, now's your chance to take advantage of that to get the stuff in there at least uh otherwise uh, you got you still have a little bit of time and i'm sure we'll talk about it again once uh we're back in season seven when that date gets closer to in surprise announcements of i didn't think this series would ever get a trilogy the crew is getting its third installment called the Crew Motorfest, which is cool i played the i guess it was the beta for the first crew when they had an open beta I thought it was all right. I thought the the main character looked a lot like Adam Levine, the lead singer of Maroon 5. It was all right. I didn't play a lot of it. I think I maybe played 30 minutes of it before I put it down because I was too busy playing other games like I usually am. But it was all right. Uh so if you like racing if you like racing games, it's really like a good time to be a racing game fan, I think. Uh, and probably what is also some of the biggest news that we got this week, E3 news, which shocked a lot of people. So Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft will not be at the physical event. As we know, E3 is going to be physical, going to be on location this year. All three of them not going to have a presence. PlayStation, we've known they're not going to have a presence for a while. They announced that years ago. So that's fine. But Microsoft and Nintendo, we're a little surprised. And now what this means... As it sounds, Microsoft and Xbox will have a digital presentation probably around the time of E3, but they will not have any boosts, no game demos on grounds, none of that. And so the same is most likely going to be true with Nintendo, as we're probably going to have a Nintendo Direct, a pretty big one, around the time of E3, but no, no boosts, no nothing at the event. I'm pretty sure this is what Sony's been doing. Uh, well, Sony also just doesn't do like the the show anymore. So it's uh it's going to be interesting to see. And hopefully we'll have more details later on. Maybe this is just for now. They're not doing it unless E3 is going to offer something. But uh, what what do you think should happen to E3? Personally, I think we should just fuse E3 with Summer Games Fest and give Jeff Keighley the, the run of the show. Not gonna lie, that might save E3 this year, because right now, it's not looking good. Some odd news about a game that I'm excited for, Arkane's Redfall. Uh, as I talked about it when we had the Xbox Developers Direct showcase a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, it turns out that's gonna require a persistent online connection to play the game, including the single player, which I think is very fucking dumb. I hope they revoke that because you that, that shouldn't be mandatory. It's the dumbest shit when they do that. Grand, like Because the second those servers get hacked or down, you can't play their game. You just can't play their game. Gran Turismo suffered that hard with Gran Turismo 7 when their servers went kaput or got hacked. I can't remember what it was. So... You should learn from that and be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. (laughs) I don't know. It feels like (sighs) it just makes me upset. Uh, The Halo franchise is going forward. They'll be using a new engine. Uh, They'll be using the Unreal Engine for future installments within the Halo series, which is interesting. But it sounds like the the base engine that they've been using and upgrading all this time. All that code in there, it's so messy and so bad that they're just going to... I think it sounds like they're going to possibly try to redo it. But for the, time being, just, for the time being, they're just going to be using the Unreal Engine. But regardless, Unreal Engine for future Halo games, is it enough to save Halo? No, I think Halo's been dead in the water ever since... Uh, I, I would say after Halo 4. Halo 4 was the last good Halo game, in my opinion. I loved Halo 4 a lot. It was the first game that 343 really had full control over. I think it was all right because it was so new. It was it also it was like a new adventure for the Chief that I think we were all like, "Okay." And it also ended everything well with how with how, you know, Cortana's gone. Everything's done. Let's but and then 5 and 6 happened. Or 5 and Infinite happened and you know. It, yeah. Um in some More game game shutting down news. Rumbleverse is shutting down after six months. That is the epic uh, wrestling battle royale game. Yeah, its servers are shutting down on February 28th. And it'll officially be dead. So, play that game. You have like a a little less than a month left to play that game. Uh, And also, in some sad news, uh, Annie Worshing who played Tess, in The Last of Us, she has died at age 45 from cancer, which is uh, very sad. Uh, I know that some of her fellow co-stars, uh, Troy Baker and a few others, they posted some uh, very heartfelt messages and videos uh, on Twitter to help remember her and to offer uh, their thoughts and prayers to her family. Uh, Which we at the Game Lounge also, uh, to those affected by her loss, uh, send you our thoughts and prayers as well. In the world of TCG news, in Pokemon, we are about, I guess, two months away uh, uh, from the Scarlet and Violet base set. Comes out March 31st, so get ready for that. We'll be talking more about that in Season 7 of the Game Lounge. Uh, In Yu-Gi-Oh! news, starting off with our Master Duel updates, the new Duel Pass is out now. Get to level 75 for a Karibo Duel Mate. And also, the new monthly season for February has started off. So be sure to get in those duels, get those free gems, and uh, just duel. Duel a lot, because you never know what'll (laughs) happen. Uh, In the world of TCG, uh, next week, on February 9th, the Dark Magician Girl accessories and Photon Hypernova... Both of those come out February 9th, uh, so you can grab those finally. At the end of the month, Beware of Trap Tricks. That structure deck arrives on the 24th. And on April 21st, the 25th anniversary edition collection of Yu-Gi-Oh! arrives. In Magic the Gathering news, next week as well, Phyrexia All Will Be One comes out February 7th. uh, Digitally, in February 10th, physically, the next main set, March of the Machines, is set for April 21st. And a Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth set is expected in a few months. And there is no board game or tabletop gaming news uh, this week. Uh, And with all of that said and done, let's look ahead and see what should be on your radar from February 6th to February 12th.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar.
1: Now, I was surprised when I looked at the game list. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's February. We've had, like, a good stream of games uh, from J- in January. There are three games coming out this week that you should pay attention to that aren't, like, you know, random shovelware on Steam or the Switch. Uh, Endling Extinction is Forever comes out for mobile devices, both iOS and Android. Monster Outbreak comes to the Switch, and if you're a P- PlayStation 5, xbox series x or pc owner hogwarts legacy arrives on those platforms and that's that's it that arrives friday three games three games so i hope you're ready for that uh but with that uh it's time for us to now look back take a look back at this season uh listen to some of the best conversations that we had this week in the game lounge
0: Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. So,
1: basically, hey, for
0: those fans who are fans of Sonic and Pokemon, you have 10 days to beat
1: Sonic Frontiers before Pokemon comes out. (laughs) Yeah, and there's God of War in there as well. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, God of War. I keep forgetting about that one. Oh, so many games. November is stacked oh there's, there's a lot like there's
2: there's too much it's I mean you're, too- you're talking about games and that that are coming out in the future this past month has had so many indie games that I've just not been able to keep up with them all I've had like a new indie game each week next week Freedom Planet 2 drops and I'm like this is the last indie game for a while that I want but goddamn, there's been like five of them in each week
1: that I've been playing <laughs> yeah it's just been too many i mean it's been a good year for indie games oh it's been a phenomenal year great year for indie games like that's the category i am most excited to see at the game awards to see what takes that yeah definitely uh is there anything that you want to see in sonic from sonic frontiers before the game drops via a trailer or anything
2: nope because i want to play it for myself and be excited i i have seen enough now i have seen movement i've seen combat i've seen story. I have seen. I've I've heard the themes. That's enough. I'm already sold on it. I've went from cautiously optimistic to worried to I'm excited. Leave me at excited, <laughs> and let me see what happens. Okay. Have I been? Have I been duped again? Have I been caught again? I don't know. Time will tell.
1: I think one thing I would like. I doubt they would. A demo would be nice.
2: I would love a demo. They've already said we're not getting one. Duh. <laughs> like, it's not happening. I would love for them to release the public demo that they've had at Gamescom and that. Yeah. Uh, I doubt it's going to happen because apparently somebody managed to find a bug that got them out of the demo area
1: and they saw a little bit more than they were supposed to. Obviously, you're a speedrunner. What are your hopes for this game speedrun-wise? Honestly, I just hope that
2: it's fun to play. Um, not all games are good speedrun games. We don't know if it will or not until the game runs out and we play it um sometimes we jive with games really well and we love it we love the movement like we love the tricks and glitches other times we find glitches that while are fast we just don't like to pull off because they're either really difficult or they're really hard on your hands or something like that i honestly don't know what my hopes for the speedruns are we'll just have to i will wait and see and hopefully help develop
1: the speedrun route when the game releases I, I we're both excited for this game i November cannot come fast enough. So what does what does a speed run in these racing games entail? What does it look like?
3: So they're very different games but uh, though they all have two major categories. there's glitchless and glitched and so glitchless you try and go as fast as possible with like uh, mostly intended mechanics. <laughs> uh, you have uh, boost chaining, uh and then they left in a feature where you have double control so you can drift straight forward in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and you can really optimize your paths and it's so much fun what does a glitch speedrun look like so a, a glitch speedrun uh for uh, it's mostly the same in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing uh there is some uh some tracks where you can drive alongside a wall and then respawn, and you just complete a lap. <laughs> it's oh. crazy how that just works. Uh, for Sonic and Sig also stars Racing Transformed, it's super crazy. Uh, it wasn't actually, it's not really ran a lot because they patched most of it, so you would need a Xbox 360 to really do this category, uh, which mm. most people really don't. But uh, you can, uh, there is some crazy out-of-bounds. You can go out-of-bounds on pretty much every track and skip huge parts of it. Uh, for example, there's a, a fastest lap time on a track that's 0. 0.6 seconds long. <laughs> oh, wow. <Okay. laughs> it's really fast. Really, really fast.
1: Is there an optimal character and cart combo to use for the games?
3: Uh so for Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, it's uh, a mix between uh Metal Sonic, Sonic and Shadow. Those are the only real three you're going to be using, and then Amigo for like one track. Oh. For uh Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, uh we have uh Metal Sonic is a good one. Uh, Shadow can be used. Uh, And then we have Ralph. (laughs) Wrecked Ralph. Wrecked
1: Ralph. He's actually one of the best
3: characters in the game. Uh, And then Ages, which is a Dreamcast controller kind of character. Yeah. An Outrun card. It looks really cool. And those are really the best characters in the game
1: not Danica Patrick from real life Danica Patrick
3: though no, sadly Danica Patrick <laughs> is not very good
1: <laughs> I just I just remember back when the games were like with ASRT transformed or yeah ASRT was yeah. getting promoted <laughs> they promoted hey guys you can play as Danica Patrick cuz she was the face of basically the the uh, advertising campaign for that game which was yeah.
3: weird to say the least. It does have a odd roster, but I love the roster in the game. so yeah, very. There's
1: like, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, you have Danica Patrick. Were there any other weird characters that I'm forgetting? Character?
3: So on PC, they have Football Manager, they have Willemus from Total War. Uh, <laughs> they have Shogun from Total War as well. It's oh crazy. They have a... They put in a DLC for Cast.
1: Yeah, the Cast DLC! I remember that. Jesus. Wow, what a game. And you and we thought uh, Avengers Endgame was the biggest, most ambitious crossover event in history. Nah, it was ASRT. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but the category I run is um the team festival category. And to give sort of like a brief, sort of s- simple explanation, it's basically... Uh, a slim down campaign mode that isn't really a campaign mode. You take part in events that take place over the Olympic calendar that took place in like Vancouver at the time, 2010, even though the oh, game came well, this out. Is,
1: okay, this is the 2010 version of the Winter Olympics.
4: Yeah, yeah. People who have played the Olympic games, they'll say that this game or London 2012 are the best ones in the franchise. And I'm inclined to agree with them because everyone, every game outside of like that, those two games are kind of either alright or just like bad.
1: I would agree with that. I've only really played the very first one, like back on the Wii, where it was like, what was it, Beijing?
4: Yeah, it was Beijing, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's really the only one I played. I played the Vancouver Winter Games at a friend's place, but that was really about it.
4: Yeah, Vancouver 2010, like. Like unironically good game, even if you're not speedrunning it, it's like a very... Like, the events, most of them are fun, except for curling, but curling is... It's definitely like... It's the gulf of the game. Like, it's... Don't you... hey
1: You're talking to a Canadian here. How dare you dis... How dare right, you dis-curling <laughs> to me, a listen, Canadian citizen? Listen, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm sure,
4: I'm sure real curling is definitely better it, it, most of the reason I mean, why cur-
1: it depends who you ask Curling. yeah true
4: most most <laughs> of the reason why i say curling is like kind of my least favorite in the game is just because of the controller the Wii remote and just like kind of pointing and like and like the motion itself it's not really the best but but i guess at the time it was okay but every time i play curling for when i'm doing runs i'm always like I'm always like, okay. I have to make sure this Wii remote actually works properly. Otherwise, my run is basically dead.
1: All right, sensor bar check, Wii remote check, RNG blessings check. <laughs> it's not even RNG for the game. It's just RNG in life.
4: Yeah, it's just RNG, <laughs> It's just a whole lot of RNG. Really, that's completely. <laughs> I don't, that's just even. It goes outside of the game. It just goes.
5: Originally, back when I was a kid, there really wasn't an option to play the games in Spanish. Um, So, I was basically forced into it. I remember, uh, and probably most of the listeners won't remember, but last time I was talking about how I learned with Pokemon. And I mean, it's not even like I chose to do it. It basically was forced into me because games would only come out in English
1: and how, how long did how long did that like go on for like what what y- if you remember like the year like around what year it was that you started to notice that you could start So to play.
5: honestly it probably started happening like halfway through the PS3 Xbox 360 and Wii uh era where suddenly games started to like maybe have a translation to other languages like I don't I don't know for like German and other languages, but I do know that slowly we started to like, maybe this game might have a a Spanish translation and this one might also have it, but it was very rare to have one. Do you remember what game it was
1: that you first noticed that?
5: It probably was Pokemon. The first one I noticed because most games, uh, I know you probably won't notice since, I don't know if you speak any other language other than English, but most games, like, don't usually even have a translation, and when they do, it's usually hidden.
1: Yeah, it's but usually hidden with the do options I remember
5: tab. Gen 6 for Pokemon, where you start the game, and it asks you what language you want to use. Yeah. That was, like, the first time I noticed, and it, it made me question, like, huh, I really haven't noticed but. Most games don't even have a Spanish translation. I I don't, I don't know if I've ever used one just from that fact.
1: Yeah, it's very wild to think that's like, because uh, with Pokemon, like now whenever you start up a modern Pokemon game, it'll always ask you what your language is. And it has like, what is it? It's like, they, they have it in like 10 languages. I, think.
5: Um, I believe it's mostly uh, eight languages or well. Nine in in a sense: English, Spanish, French, Japanese, German, Japanese, German. but like simplified. Like I don't know how to describe it, but uh, there's like the full-on Japanese that uses the kanji characters, and then there's like a simplified Japanese one but that just you don't uses the hiragana and the katakana. Yeah, and then there's like Chinese and traditional Chinese and Korean.
1: Oh yeah, Korean. I do man. know
5: there's those. Yeah. So I first noticed it there, but I know that if I go back a bit, there's quite a, a few games that started doing it before that.
1: Yeah, it, with a big thing with like games back in the day, it's they were mostly appealing to either... You have games that are appealing to either the Western or the Eastern audience, which is why a lot of games back in the day just kind of stayed in Japan, because... They didn't want to
5: translate them. For I mean, the most, most games all, still only stay in Japan for like JRPGs and stuff like that.
1: They need to put up. They need to bring them here because there's some there's some Japan-only games that I do want to play. Actually,
5: like going back on what I commented about the Kuro game for the Trails uh, series. Yeah. Um, that series is kind of what I've been focusing my language learning on at the moment. And it's such a mess in terms of the languages. Um, As as I said, um, as you noticed, there's Trails uh, from Zero. I believe it's the English name uh, that just released here. It released after 12 years. And before that, there was only a fan translation, which is actually what's being used for the official version. I don't know if oh, wow. You knew that. Um, I did not know that, no. And it took 12 years for the game to officially release in English. And for the newer games, we're behind actually three games now with the release of Kuro 2. So if you really want to follow the trail series, you basically need either Chinese, Japanese, or Korean. Wow.
1: That theater of the mind. Of just having a voice and just using audio to to just get the point and the what you're trying to express across really amazing.
6: Yeah, I didn't like anticipate that part being really fun about it all. Like having, um, you know, having to lean into the voice acting of it all. Although I don't really view it as voice acting, but I guess it kind of is. But having to like uh, make intentional choices with my voice to. Or like using silence a lot, I think is a big thing for me is knowing when to use my silence and when to, you know, I don't know, lean into different parts and different tones and stuff. It's all really fun uh, to kind of analyze in my own streaming and try to improve upon. So it's definitely a lot of that's like one of the funnest parts, I think, because I'm a very honestly like in real life i'm like a very expressive person when i first started vtubing my um, I, I told my parents about it and my dad was like oh i just wish they could see your reactions to stuff because you always have like the funniest faces and i <laughs> and so because i do i think people can tell through my model people always think i saw i look like grumpy or whatever but it's just my fa- <laughs> it's just my face <laughs> so <laughs> like whenever i'm thinking and stuff they're like you look angry i'm like i'm not angry it's just you just can't see what I'm actually looking like (laughs) so I think uh having to rely on your voice and how you act and choices like that is been a big learning curve for me because I am very much a very physical like in real life I'm very much like a physical comedy kind of person like I'm very goofy and klutzy and kind of like (laughs) just a goofball you know but I think it still comes out that part I think people can tell
1: Um, so what are you, what are a lot of the common misconceptions about VTubing that you've seen?
6: Mm, I don't know. I, this is kind of a hard one because I think a lot of people... Um, when they think of VTubers, but they, like, they don't really watch VTubers, they get really hung up on like lore and stuff or like VTubers having like their backstory, like my coffee shop or whatever, which I technically have like a little bit more backstory than that, but I'm terrible about talking about lore. So I always just say I'm a barista or whatever, <laughs> but I technically have like an isekai story or whatever as well. And, oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's not very in depth because I'm terrible at that stuff, but it I got, was,
1: it was just, you got hit by the truck.
6: Well, I, I got portaled a little bit different. Oh, you got portaled? But, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, uh,
1: the other choice when it comes to isekai, it's, yeah. it's either truck coon or portal coon.
6: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, I think a lot of people who don't watch VTubers and like, don't really know if they want to get into it, get kind of hung up with this idea that I think VTubers aren't being authentic or they're playing a character. And I'm sure there are VTubers who play a character, but I would say the same thing about facecam streamers. You know, like they're not, I don't think anyone streaming is being, like they're, anyone who's trying to, like, I think make it in the scene or whatever, uh, they are leading into some type of characterization of themselves. So I think a lot of people think that VTubers could be inauthentic, but. I think honestly the lack of like almost the anonymity of it allows you to be more of yourself on stream. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just really like removing yourself and like conceptions about like what will people think of me or like how will this affect my reputation or how people perceive me. You're able I think it just like I feel very myself when I'm streaming and like um I don't feel like I put on a char- too much of a character. I mean, I try to be funny, but <laughs> besides that, you know, uh, I think a lot of people think VTubers aren't being authentic or like, their lore is, you-, you know, like the main aspect of it, but it's really not.
7: I think that's pretty much a waste when you see a great game with a lot of potential of because they didn't have a, actually a good art direction in terms of story or in terms of gameplay or in terms of like keeping the play the player engaged engaged exactly i was going to say busy but <laughs> engaged i think it's a, it's a better <laughs> it's a better <laughs> word uh, and those games just fall into oblivion and i think that's actually pretty sad but, okay, so now, now to, to say about some pet beefs, I myself don't like when games I know, sexualize stuff too much. It's a thing that I, I myself feel unco- uncomfortable. And sometimes I must admit, even though I myself am not a professional artist, but I sometimes um, criticize some professional artworks. That I see um, promotional arts and stuff like this.
1: That's fair. So just tone uh, tone down the booba around crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
7: <laughs> it's uh, like I know that some people like, but I don't. I don't think that's needed like everywhere, especially like fight games. Sometimes it doesn't make even sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I like,
1: won't disagree, I won't disagree with that. I, I, yeah, I really won't. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like
7: uh, it's like again, it's not about not doing, uh, it's not about doing a uh, sexy character, but it's about it's about making every character sexy in situations that don't fit. <laughs> this don't make sense at all. Well,
1: this just doesn't make sense. She she fell and I can see everything yeah
7: hi yeah. actually there are sites for that but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes
1: but can you blame the internet I mean
7: I think that if we start about fandoms we, we, won't, <laughs> we won't finish today Tony that's that's a,
1: that's a whole other rabbit hole that I do not want to go down Yeah,
7: yeah. Let, let's move on ha-
1: have you seen the My Hero Academia fandom they'll come after my ass
7: it's, it's actually one of my favorite animes, but... I great don't... anime,
1: great show. I, I yeah. think it's a good show.
7: God, be, the fans be, suck. Be far, be far away from the fandom, yeah.
8: Basically, you do double Lost World for one Lost World. That's that's a hard challenge. It's basically the ultimate way of doing the Lost World experience. That's, that's the best you'll get for your eyes and also your enjoyment as gameplay.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the combo speedrun nobody knew they needed until now.
8: Oh, absolutely.
1: As we speak, Gordon Ramsey is already labbing this out. Oh, yeah. I
8: mean, <laughs> the man doesn't have a minute to spare. He, uh, <laughs> he's been grinding Project 6 goes back to Lost World, goes back to other Sonic games.
1: You know, on the ground. That's great. I fucking love Gordon. Great
8: guy. He's amazing. Yeah.
1: Listen to that. Listen, You can listen to Gordon on this podcast, actually, if you go back a couple seasons ago to listen to that.
8: We'll definitely look that out. Um, Amazing 6 Runner. Um, and, I mean, just great speedrunner as a whole. I think he has a great idea, has a great information, and he definitely has a speedrun brain to it. You know, you see a lot of people that have very good movement or good understanding of movement in games, but you also need a very, very massive brain to actually find strats and actually el- elaborate them into becoming uh, the future uh of what you want to push as a game and i think this man is a, a good definition of uh what a great speedrunner is
1: absolutely absolutely 100 percent agree with that uh and now before we get on uh, a tangent of just simping over this man um <laughs> <laughs> you what what are your what's your end goal with statics for your speedruns what's what's like your end goal you have with this game if you do have one
8: that's really hard to say because um it's been a long time before uh, since the game was active really there was there's been like uh, top runners that were just pushing the game uh, silently without saying a word um, and the game was always a little bit dead in the and in, uh, in the last years before um, shout outs to sora by the way uh, Sora came in and just basically started releasing resources and uh, pushing stuff to make sure that uh, runners were actually comfortable with learning strats because sadex is a pretty hard game to uh, get into because there's a lot of stuff to know about the speedrun as a whole. And I think the community is developing at, at a rate that's just really, really fast. So it's hard to say uh, how much I'll be grinding in the future. I'll, I, I don't know yet if I'm going to be grinding that much um, more as time goes on or I will be trying to um, show off stuff to people that are, that are new to the game that are trying to push it as far as I uh, had in my dreams as a kid, you know? Um, But as we speak right now, I'd say probably um, I want to get world record for all of the small categories in SADx other than Sonic Story, because I believe they're really important and they're also all very cool. They all have a very specific movement to them that uh, differentiates uh, one from another. And uh, I think right now I'm I'm top five in every single category of the game. Um, I think I would probably be rooting for, uh, top three, top two, uh, for everything. And probably as a very end game goal, probably world record Sonic story, which is something that I didn't do yet.
1: How long is a speed run of triple trouble? Uh, usually what's the world, what's your PB and what's the
9: world record? It's a, it's a bit longer than the other, um, eight bit games, mostly because it has a lot of, uh, waiting time in between like on transition screens and small cutscenes and stuff. My PB is a. I'm about a minute away from world record in the Tails category. I think my PB is a high twenty-one, and the world record is a high twenty.
1: As you said, uh, as you were talking about Tails, it maybe so. You can play as Sonic in Tails. Are there any other characters you can play as in Triple Trouble?
9: Uh, no, which is weird because the game is called Triple Trouble. So I don't know why the game is called that. <laughs> um, I I think it might be referring to like the antagonists in the narrative so you have Eggman you have Knuckles and you have Fang that might be what it's referring to ah. but it's not entirely clear i think
1: okay. it's
9: it's a bit weird that the game is called triple trouble and the first thing you see is oh you got two characters okay cool.
1: yeah cuz i was thinking oh do you play as like knuckles as well yeah, unfortunately no unfortunately not he's 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 the enemy in this one one of those rare bad knuckles moments <laughs> so between uh the 2d this 2d game that you speed run and sonic adventure dx uh being a three and the 3d sonic games you speed run what are like what's like your pros and cons with each one of them
9: i don't i don't actually speed run a lot of 2d games um triple trouble is one of the few ones i do um and I also use. I also dabbled into Sonic 1, like, two years ago. Um, so I, I occasionally do 2D, but not very often. I think there is, like, a very, when it comes to platformers, at least, a very fundamental difference between skill sets for 2D and 3D games. Like, in, in 2D games, um, you don't have to deal a lot with, like, you know, like 3D angles and movement and all that stuff. Like in 3D, there's so much free movement and like different angles and curves and uh, lines and in corners and stuff that you have to pay attention to. And you don't really get stuff like this in 2D. So in that regard, it's simpler. However, that puts more emphasis on fully optimizing the 2D movement and also what i think is the central difficulty for me personally learning a 2d game is that you just can't see what's coming up like you actually have to remember the level layouts which is very difficult for me cuz i'm not used to practicing that like that's not a skill of mine being able to learn level layouts back in the day there's a couple of different games i tried um when it came out i tried learning sonic mania a little bit I, before that at some point i tried learning sonic advance 2. and these games are just completely overwhelming to me because they are both extremely fast and the levels are massive so you have to you have to know uh like every single part of the level as it's coming up while you have like i don't know a tenth of a second to react to what's coming up um and constantly having to know what's coming up is like very difficult for me and very stressful where which you really don't have in 3d games like in 3d games you can just look forward and see what's coming up and then react which i can work significantly better with so yeah i think that is like a pretty big difference between between the two
1: back to battle passes I talked about the 90 days for the dual link, the master dual one. What what do you think the optimal length of a, a battle pass should be if, if for games that do it like seasonally?
10: Mm, I think for seasonally 90 days sounds about right just because it's it's a quarter and it's usually 3 3 months or so. So that makes the most sense, especially if you need a catch up period because some people uh, if you are unable to play for one week you can catch up another week if you're like on vacation or something or able to get some time off i'm not saying you should like stop what you're doing and quit your job to play video games but that's yeah i think 90 days giving you that makeup period uh, in case you want to invest in like a weekend or two to catch up 90 days is a pretty solid uh right from pokemon itself we went from 90 days down now to 45 i believe oh they cut uh, it in half yeah they cut it in half they, they they tried it for i think they tried it for last season and it created a lot of pressure especially for those that are ranking because uh the battle pass is also tied to um to the to your uh playing ranked so oh yeah it's a little it's a little tough uh, and everybody's trying to get to where they need to be at for ranked before uh along with the with the battle pass as well so dang yeah 45 seems like a little too quick but uh i think somewhere between like 60 90 is is a is a i
1: feel like it also depends on how well they balance the experience you get for the battle pass to the length of it
10: oh true yeah
1: because I, I, I feel like with that jump from 90 to 45, do you get any more experience when you do certain things for the Battle Pass? Or is it the same as when it was 90?
10: I think it's been the same since it was 90. Um, yeah, it's just like once you complete the Battle Pass, you get these extra um, bonus pulls that are gotcha chests at the oh. end of it. Yeah. Oh, so... boy,
1: Pokemon Unite really doing everything out here. <laughs> yeah,
10: yeah. I mean, it's ran by uh, Timmy and Tencent as developers, so... Yeah you can kind of tell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> what you what would you do to like fix battle passes? If you if you were to step into the realm of the battle pass developers, and they're like, "Hey, we want to do a battle pass with this game." And it's like uh, your standard multiplayer big multiplayer game doing it. What would you do that fixes it compared to like other battle passes that have come out?
10: hmm that's a good one um i don't think necessarily having to uh, fix the battle pass itself but more so give people opportunity outside of the battle pass to get um certain things that they want without having to buy the battle pass if they don't want to so making characters available for purchase um if you're not going to give it for free might as well make it available for purchase for like 15 dollars or so uh usd or if you want a certain cosmetics, that's way past that specific battle pass. You could do a premium for it, um, so people can uh, hop in and buy it. Uh, um, but yeah, other than that, I think with battle passes, maybe, maybe just having like a double experience weekend or something, like having those a little bit more common for those that want to, that does the need to catch up, so they feel like it's worth it
1: bring back my cans of seven up and mountain dew that have my double experience code for three hours so i can just rise and grind like the gamer i am
10: yes and ask me code red (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) exactly bring us because i don't see a lot of those anymore like, I remember seeing those for Call of Duty way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you don't see those anymore. And I'm like, damn. That was just, you go to Burger King. And it's, apparently, I, I saw this story. It's like, yo, if you want your, the, these Overwatch skins, don't play the game. Just buy a Whopper.
11: And you oh, get a yeah. code. And
1: I'm just like, what the fuck?
10: <laughs> yeah, they did that with um, McDonald's in Australia, I think. Yeah,
1: they did. I, you, I, I reported that story. Uh, using the MyMaccas app you could order certain items certain menu items and that would get you the code for the exclusive McDonald's Tracer skin for Overwatch oh, 2 <laughs>
10: um,
1: ba ba ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs>
12: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
10: <laughs> oh my goodness
12: and to be fair like okay every every single expansion that i get since since the beginning since the Taken King came out I have gotten the deluxe edition for every single expansion that has that has come out. Um, mainly because like Destiny's content now, it's so frack and I don't know why the fuck they do this it's so fractured there's like okay you got your expansion and then that covers that covers this stuff and then you got your season that covers this one thing right here and then it covers, and then, and then you got the dungeon pass and that only covers two things but oh those things aren't out yet so you you basically that's just an investment that's a, just a deposit on it the, there's so much stuff in destiny that's that's broken up and you got your free-to-play content that everybody gets but in like it's not like for the free to play players, it sucks. So it's just like it's not even worth being free to play anymore. But like all of this stuff that they that they do now is so fractured and broken up. So like when you you're, you're basically encouraged to buy the deluxe edition because it's like okay, well will this cover everything? Okay, I'll just spend the hundred bucks and and that's what people are just incentivized to do now um so but but even before that like i i put so much money into into destiny 2 i think actually the only expansion that i didn't get the deluxe for at the time and but this and this uh, and i kind of regret this too was uh forsaken i did not get the deluxe edition for forsaken i was so skeptical skeptical of getting anything destiny related when uh during this that state of the game like in 2018 uh because it was so bad and uh sure enough forsaken comes out it 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 hits with a bang i played i played last wish and i was just like this is incredible i and and then that's when i bought like the, the, the the deluxe upgrade or the season pass or whatever whatever it was and um yeah, I, I put a lot of money into this game, and I would rather put in a hundred bucks a year than pay like ten bucks a month for a subscription. Because that just ain't. I mean, it's basically the same thing. But I would rather pay a hundred bucks for a DLC than than twelve bucks a month for a subscription. I would rather do that because I yeah I fell off of World of Warcraft because of that. I was like, fuck, paying twenty bucks a month on top of this garbage
1: world of warcraft is also like it's been in like a losing state for god knows how long. oh
12: yeah when people when people blizzard released the uh Dragonflight trailer during their whole that whole sexual misconduct fiasco people knew that they were doing that to save face
1: yeah and it didn't
12: work but did not work at all that being said though dragon people that's pretty cool i will give it that i want to wait and see uh I
1: mean, I could be a dragon person in FF14 for the price of free.
12: Yeah, for real. So, I don't know. I'm not going to. I, I kind of knocked off World of Warcraft a, a long time ago. And uh, I miss it. it. It was a fun game. But, yeah, I got Destiny too. I got too, I got too many live services to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just too much.
1: As I was saying about setting up for a sequel, the last end credit scene, it shows Eggman one more time fiddling around on one of the computer computers and devices and it's revealed that hey uh in the giant explosion of the final boss where you, you, sage blows herself up to kill it uh she's not fully dead which I, i'm pretty
13: happy about because i assumed sage was going to be like uh like chip and unleashed or something and yeah like, like you
1: like the occasional character they introduce for a game a game, and it's just like, "Hey, look at this character! They're here everywhere, and now they're gone, and you'll never see them again."
13: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it's not the case, though, because like I-, I think Sage is a cool character and brings Absolutely. a lot more depth to Eggman.
1: I, 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 it definitely it adds to both. Like, it makes those two a much more unique duo. It adds stuff to Eggman. It adds stuff for Sage. I think that those again, those two were the best characters of this game.
13: Okay, so do you, are you, do you want to get into theories if we're talking about sequels or whatever? <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'm down to <laughs> because, talk a uh, theory. So here's a, a, game a theory, theory that I saw, a game theory, exactly. You know how they have that cutscene where Tails is like, or Sonic's like trying to like talk up Tails and be like, oh yeah, you, you've done all this stuff on your own. Um, and they showed off like the rocket in, from uh, Sadex when Tails yeah. like goes and fights Eggman. So people were pointing out that You couldn't really see it because um, it has, like, an effect or, like, a filter over it. But they were saying that it looks like there's, like, remastered assets because it's, like they're taking assets from the uh, dreamcast version of the game, but they're like upscaled really high. And like, they're like, okay, well maybe it's from the uh, dreamcast conversion mod or whatever that you can use in SADX, And then they kept looking into it and it's like, no, this is like way better than you can get through any of that. So like, what if they're remastering Sonic adventure? (laughs) Oh, and then on top of that, Azuka did out of nowhere mention doing Sonic Adventure games again. And he was like, hopefully this'll lead to that. So what if here's here's a theory I just came up with right now, talking about like setting up for separate games. What if we got a Sonic Adventure era type thing where we have Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy all on their own adventures, and you can play through each of their stories? Oh and like they already have Sonic down, they would barely have to tweak him from this game at all, right? Yeah. So I think that could be really interesting. Um, that and if they're going on their own adventures,
14: sick.
13: it wouldn't have the Saddux problem of like, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like just like these stories, like not really making much sense connected. They're, they're just completely separate, like anthologies. almost.
1: Yeah. You could still connect them at the end. You could do what you did with like Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts and have like two points where they connect, where everybody kind of connects up. Yeah, that'd be cool. There are nine unused type combos, after Scarlet and Violet. Normal rock, normal ice, normal steel, normal bug, fairy ground, fire fairy, ice poison, ghost rock, and dragon bug.
15: Oh, I thought- I mean, the normal ones make sense.
1: I, the normal ones make sense aside from I think normal bug, we probably should have had one of those by now. It feels like we should have had one of those.
15: wouldn't have surprised me if there was would have been one like it's it's a bit more surprising that there isn't when you think about it. uh,
1: but fairy fire fairy easy to do. I think of all the types oh, here yeah. that's the easiest one to do, and I think that would be a cool Pokemon design,
15: oh yeah, like anything that they have that's that they've thought of that could be fire ghost. You could probably just lighten it a little bit, and it would become Fire Fairy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, Ghost Rock, Ice Poison. Those two I feel like are easy to do as well. Fairy Ground, intriguing one to see how they would do it. Oh yeah, and Dragon Bug. I mean, Dragon Bug. I feel like you could have made Flygon Dragon Bug. You could have. You could all. You could have also made Yanmega Dragon Bug.
15: Oh yeah, or the um, Mega Evolution of. Because obviously they change typings when they Mega Evolve them. Sometimes, don't they?
1: Oh right, yes. Why well, don't we remember if any of them? A Flygon got stiffed
15: with yes. I don't a mega remember much evolution. with Flygon. Yeah, I know Yanmega got one, obviously. But and they, I don't think they changed the typing. Did Yanmega get one? There, I'm pretty sure there's a Mega Yanmega, unless I'm thinking of a fan made.
1: <laughs> no, it's a fan. Uh, wait. Uh, yeah, no fan made. No Mega Evolution. The fan-made design I'm looking at, though, really sick-looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mega's only bug... Yeah, they could have easily made yet mega bug dragon. It's bug flying. Come on. It's a dragonfly. It's a dragonfly, too,
15: exactly. That's why I think it's a perfect choice. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, because they, they changed the typing of Charizard. Obviously, you have X and Y. Um, one of those is dragon. He finally got a dragon type. Yeah, he finally got the dragon type, too, yeah. So, it's definitely possible. That, that's probably the closest to Fire Dragon I've seen. I mean, like, Fire, Ram, Dragon. Fire
1: Dragon. So,
15: Oh, yeah. I think, See, that's the gen I don't play. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> okay, played.
1: Fair. I, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 that's my in, excuse. In in this generation, though, the, uh, seven new types got introduced in this generation. We had Electric Fighting, Ground Fighting, Fairy Fighting, Normal Poison, Bug Dark, which I'm surprised wasn't a type until now.
15: No, because, me too. again,
1: it makes sense. Grass Fire, which is a really cool Pokemon, and Steel Poison. So the Grass Fire, what, what was... I'm so afraid. Capsicum, which is that little spicy oh, pepper yes. Pokemon. I, I forgot the one I didn't fire,
15: catch. You give that a Fire Stone, and it becomes Grass Fire type. I love that. Because obviously Capsicum, it's coming from Pepper. Yeah. That, that's the first thing I noticed when I saw its name. And I was like, oh, it must be a partially Fire type then. Didn't think that it'd be Grass Fire and how, obviously diametrically opposed they are <laughs> yeah
1: Honestly. i mean then again the canyon did the impossible and made us fire water type true i um, am yet to see andor i basically i feel like i'll probably binge all this i want to do like a major star wars binge one day where i like go through all the movies all the clone wars all of rebels all of the series and just do everything
11: are you're in for the for a treat when you, when you get around to that yeah, but I'm sorry. It's because what what Andor did that you don't really see in uh, really a lot of media... Maybe, maybe Star Trek. I'm not a huge Trekkie, so I can't comment. But uh, the political side of things, they really explored, like, uh, the ISB agents, how the government works, uh, you know, the concept of how, to, how, how how the Empire works, basically, the innards. Ah, uh, okay. I'd like to see more of that. Like, say... Again, Mass Effect, my favorite sci-fi series. You know there's a government. You know how it works, but they don't really do a lot of showing. It's there's a lot of like codexes and essays and shit you got to read. I'm not a fan of that. I've always said if you're making me do homework, you're not telling a good story. I've
1: yeah. It's like here's the thing: if it's like short blurbs of shit that can help us understand, I'm fine with that. But it's like if it's full fucking essays, I'm like,
11: yeah, it's full on on codex is like, ah, uh, destiny. Destiny is still the worst of all that, but still. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget um, destiny, the first one, and how they they did their cards. You had to go online. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Uh. It, it was the best Skinner box, but damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the political side would be good. I know that Star Trek they cover so much of that shit with the series i never got into star trek it's mostly it's mostly kind of a reason why i couldn't get it i could never get into star trek is because i know that there's just like a lot of i feel like i would get i I would get bored with that series really easily
11: i can understand that i guess maybe how how, i was gonna say game of thrones but sci-fi (laughs) because that's that's what a lot of people love about game of thrones or funnily enough they love the the politics of it the scheming the the backstabbing that's what they loved and that's what i'm saying maybe we can find a way like i think a good cyberpunk story might go that way like because it's all corporate espionage and such true very true i i I, how about we
1: just do this we take the entire concept of game of thrones but instead of dragons it's robotic kaiju instead of castles I don't know. It's like giant fucking cities or datascapes or whatever. Oh. And you just do the same plot of Game of Thrones but you put it in a different setting. Sci-fi classic right there. You just redo the ending. You redo that entire final series- season.
11: I think you might have just uh described the plot of superhuman samurai. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I I'm actually, I do not actually know what that is.
11: Uh, this is like back in the day. Again, I'm aging myself, but this, this is like one of those Power Ranger clones that they were all trying to get into that. Oh,
1: audience. Oh, okay, good old, yeah. good old superhuman samurai
11: cyber squad. Uh, four S's.
1: That oh, four. <laughs>
11: oh. Uh Do you know? Uh, I don't know if you're an anime fan, but uh, SSS Gridman. It's that. Oh, it's okay, the- yeah, I know
1: of Gridman. Yeah.
11: Yeah, it's that, but they did the Power Rangers thing where they got the live action footage and just stuck American actors in there.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, good. The good old, the good, the the good old. Oh, what was it? Well, who's who's the guy that did it? Saban. Oh no, Saban. Saban. Good old, the good old Sabanning. <laughs> oh, before, Saban. before Disney bought
11: it. Oh Saban! <laughs> <laughs> no, Disney bought it, then it went back to Saban, then now I think no, it has. No, yeah, it it's it's has. So it's
1: Saban did it until. Oh, when was it? It was I think Light Speed Rescue. No,
11: Wild Force. I think I I stopped watching Power Rangers a long time. ago. I actually switched to Sentai. Like I went to the source material. I, I I just went. I skipped the middle man. God, I really
1: here's the thing. I will say this: one of the most disappointing things I missed, like. I, uh, from Power Rangers Dino Charge, in the Sentai series, there is this one like evil ranger called the Talon Ranger.
11: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck! I wish they used that in Dino Charge because I, I think that really would have been. It. I think they could have done that with fucking Heckle or yeah Heckle and Snide, which is what one of the villains in the second part. I feel like they should have done that. With that, because I think like, it would have been so much cooler.
11: Uh, yeah, that would have been neat to see.
1: I- I've been disappointed with Power Rangers. I've been pleased with Power Rangers. It's a whole thing.
11: It- it's what happens when you have a series that's been on for like almost 30 years. Exactly. I can't believe I said that out loud. Oh, my God. I my back
14: hurt. <laughs> Oh, I just felt my back hurt. <laughs>
11: <laughs>
1: and uh, then we got our brand new trailer for Lightfall. And to take this away, uh, let's throw it to my Destiny Insider, uh, Jackson.
12: Hey, Tony, uh, we are live on location at the Video Game Awards 2014, and man oh man, it is a banger. Uh, I had a few minutes between the Diablo 4 showcase to record this, so it just goes to show how fucking important that shit is but lightfall it uh, was revealed the trailer it came out and it looked cool tony a little bit more or less of what we were seeing you know the fucking strand the green shit uh, fucking shooting out the motherfuckers were shooting their guns at the beat you know you're you're by the numbers t- uh, destiny um thing my air fryer's going off in the background i'm and I gotta pee. But you know what, season 19, it hit with a thud, Tony. People are pissed off. It's just more or less the same upgrade grid, Fucking Anna Bray, she's it up Rasputin. He turned himself into a pickle, Morty, ha ha ha. But uh, anyway, we're gonna wrap things up here. Uh, I believe that the game of the year is gonna be announced and it is gonna be uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, not the remake, by the way. But uh, before we wrap up here, Ollie, what's the weather like in Destiny 2? Space weather! All right, thank you. Uh, t- uh we are signing out <laughs> wakanda forever uh thanks for that jackson uh so when when
1: that ended hey we got a brand new trailer for suicide squad kill the justice league most anticipated game for the second year in a row went to legend of zelda tears of the kingdom however well, last yeah, year it, it, it was under a named zelda game
16: right <laughs> which is arguably way more funny When it's the most anticipated game And we don't even know what it's called yet
1: Exactly Uh, But no that one again I think that was kind of obvious The fact it won last year It was going to win again this year Yeah Uh, New category Best adaptation Yeah That went Who presented that award? Because someone presented this award I don't remember Did someone present? I can't remember I think someone presented this award Uh, But that went to Arcane League of Legends which very, honestly it was a stacked category like you had arcane well, you
16: had edge runners four, four to five i think four <laughs> yeah, you had
1: edge runners you had cuphead you had sonic the hedgehog 2 and you had uncharted we, we just kind of pushed uncharted aside the other four though yeah.
16: other four stacked. yeah strong Netflix so like very strong i was i would
1: have yeah i would have been fine with any of them taking it because they are all phenomenal in their own way
16: yeah <laughs> And it also, like, yeah, Uncharted was there, but it just it goes to show um, Halo wasn't even pushed for a nom.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> so uh,
16: that just goes to show you how good of an adaptation it is. Probably can't even be considered an adaptation.
1: Content creator of the year. It was mostly between two people. That was the prediction. It was going to be between Carl Jacobs and this and Ludwig and of course our boy Lud gets the Lud win we're taking W's here chat <laughs> <laughs> uh but no good for Lud uh it was a good it was a good category I I do three of them the fact Ludwig and Cutie were both nominated up for that so good for them mm-hmm. uh you love to see when couples have to fight face f- head out head to head for <laughs> an award
16: uh, but yeah. that
1: means Ludwig is the true gamer Capital G Capital G Gamer Uh, Best multiplayer game I would Legit if you told me who would have won this I would have said most likely Call of Duty I would have said Call of Duty would have won it No it didn't Splatoon 3 wins the award for best multiplayer game With it's janky servers (laughs) It wins It won I'm like Uh, let's Anything that can beat Call of Duty Is a fucking win in my book Yep. So good for there you, you go. Splatoon 3 Congratulations Nintendo on that uh, But what took a massive L Was the fighting game category What the <laughs> fuck What the actual fuck Multiverses No get that shit out of here Fuck multiverses I'm not a fan of the game I played it a bit I, I gave it an honest the college try I don't like it it's, no, it's not that refined as people fucking say it is mm-hmm. It's still in early fucking access Get that shit out of here it's I, funny that you could play as LeBron James, but...
16: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, get that uh, out of
16: here. Yeah, I personally would have... Like, I would have loved Sifu to win. That game's combat was, like, A+. It was amazing.
1: The game that deserved to win was DNF Duel. That's what should have won. I will say right. that. Sifu, I'm glad it got nominated, but it's also hard to put that game for other nominations like if yeah, it was up for like totally. one or two other games it's just yeah. because of how unique of a game it is
16: yeah yeah i think that the the traditional sense of a fighting game isn't usually a single player uh fighting game so that's it's, uh,
1: yeah so and uh, platform fighters are not real but multi
16: versus one so i mean platform fighters are not real <laughs>
1: Uh, that I played and then of course the big game that I played that came that uh it had content updates throughout this year yes but it did it came out so long ago and that is the very popular MMO RPG Final Fantasy 14 that features a free trial uh, including the entirety of a realm reborn and he- the award-winning heavensward up to level 60 with no restrictions on playtime what a game I am still very addicted to that game, and I will be for years to come. You really
17: just make it sound like an ad every time you say. I really do. Square
1: Enix, Square Enix, this is your reminder. Pay me, please. Pay me. I will fucking. I will sell my soul to promote this fucking game for money. Oh my gosh! I won't even do it for money. I'll do it for fucking in-game currency, Square. I, free i will do i will not for free i will, like fucking give me money <laughs> give me some sort of money whether it be real or in game if you give me real money i'll just put it back into the game so you don't lose much please
17: payday two um i haven't played much of it beforehand until like recently uh this year and i played it with some friends and somebody and i was just like i i i found it really fun like I, i still haven't played it too much but like just like a game that has a basis of stealth and the challenge of putting that into a game that's like and making it challenging but not too hard and also making it fun it's just like it's it's super cool um very fun game um splatoon 3 uh i didn't get to pick it up um but i did play a lot of the demo when it came out uh a lot of the Oh, wow, and it was, pfft, that game, I, 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 uh, I, I'm I, just like baffled <laughs> that they came up with the idea of like squids going into ink and it's like the, you're shooting. Like, I
1: can't the believe concept. they it's turned crazy. the squid into a kid. I know, exactly.
17: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know it it, it. it is similar to the, the past two entries, but like, I, I'm excited to see a new one and it seems like they're, putting a lot of effort into at least um improving the formula so that's good yeah um, and towards the end i some a little bit uh, i started to play final fantasy 6 i just i picked it up on the steam summer sale and i didn't get to play it yet um so i've played a little bit of it i'm kind of interested i got intrigued from the bit of gameplay i was like okay because i haven't gotten to play i haven't really played any final fantasy game other than uh i think it's 13 part
1: 2 oh good old 13 part Uh, 2
17: i got got it i got it like cheap pre-owned and it was like i had no idea how the combat worked and I played it for, like, 20 minutes, and I got frustrated, and I gave up.
13: <laughs> so,
17: I like, anything of the Final Fantasy series, just, like, my interest, like, went out the window. Because I was like,
1: God. Dude, I
14: <laughs> And I picked, like, the worst one. <laughs> uh, there's a rumor going around that Tears of the Kingdom is the last major game that's going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch. So, this might mean that uh, the Nintendo Switch is... Um, life is probably coming to an end they're probably going to start working on the next console
1: that's crazy Uh, do
14: do you believe the rumors so kind of yes and no i don't believe that is the last major release for the switch i like i feel like they have like something else like cooking like for this year um but i do think it kind of falls into the line with like how long a lot of their systems have, like, lasted, because this is, like, the Switch's sixth year, and I think there was only, like, six years in between uh, the Wii U to Switch and, like, six years between the DS and 3DS, if I remember correctly, or something like that. Um, but, yeah, the Switch has, like, been out for a long time. It doesn't even feel like it's been six years at this point, but I... I have a feeling that they they probably are working on the next console, but I don't think like they're done making like like the major titles just yet
1: yeah I'm looking I'm actually looking at like what games uh are coming out this year and with the lists I have I, I sat, it fuels the rumors a little bit because uh I haven't I'm looking through this list and there isn't a single major Nintendo game coming out past Zelda. There's not even any that have yet to be announced that are coming out past Zelda.
14: Yeah, I think Nintendo's probably still doing the uh, thing where they they love to like they love to like surprise their fans and just like not mention anything about like what they're about to release until like a direct or like something like E three so they probably do have like a bunch of stuff they just haven't announced it yet and they're probably just like waiting for the direct which I feel like it might be happening soon or something February Hopefully. I
1: believe February is when we should see the next direct or the first direct of this year
14: yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking
1: so if we do see anything I here's what we know uh so far we know that we're getting a Rayman DLC for sparks of Hope Mm-hmm. We know that that's coming. We don't know when, but we know that that's coming. So if, but then again, that is more of a Ubisoft thing. But it, you know, it is still Nintendo because Mario's there. Oh yeah, you got. Eventually, one day, the release of, well, Advanced Wars.
14: Oh wait, is that still not out yet? It's
1: still not out, and it probably won't be out until Ukraine and Russia's war ends.
14: Oh no. Dang, I'm, this is so sad I was actually thinking about playing it Because it looks like like It looks like a ton of fun I've never played Advanced Wars But I've only heard great things about it
1: uh, So we have that I believe, I believe we're still waiting on Xenoblade 3 DLC But I might be wrong about that
14: uh, Maybe it's coming out this year I something. think we have
1: like one or two things For the Xenoblade 3 That are coming out But don't quote me on that one Because I'm not fully up to date on the Xenoblade stuff uh, and of course, we still have three more packs of the Mario Kart Eight DLC.
18: What does the speed
1: run look like?
18: A lot of grappling, like <laughs> basically, eighty. You skip eighty percent of the game. That's not even like a joke. That's like literally the number. You skip eighty percent of it, and it's because of grappling and how overpowered it is. You're a cuter version of Spider Man. All right, you you have superpowers with the grapple. It allows you to like. um Hover in midair. You're able to get double height jumps because of it. You're able to even climb walls. So it's just insane how powerful the grapple is. And yeah, basically that's what all you'll see in the speed run is just everything that the grapple does.
1: Another superpower that he uh, Trader didn't mention is uh, the ability to withstand blunt force trauma to the head multiple times yes. in succession. Because exactly. when you're climbing well, a that's wall, that's because she's... you just bam, bam, bam.
18: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I didn't mention this. The main character's name is Renata. Renata's a little girl looking for her family because um, they've been missing for a few days. And yeah, the reason she can survive that is because she's wearing a helmet. Oh yeah, she right, is helmets are a great. Helmet. <laughs> But the, but, but what hats. if?
1: But here's the thing: there's a hat vendor in the game, and I take off the helmet and I give her just a normal hat. I don't think
18: it works the it's same. A, it's like steel-toed boots, but for hats. It's like completely covered. <laughs> you're saying?
1: <laughs> so you're saying I have Final Fan the ability of glam, like Final Fantasy XIV, where even though it looks different, it does the same thing.
18: Exactly. Oh
1: she's full of power she is the warrior of light everybody look out eorzea renata's <laughs> coming for you started yeah, she started wearing. with uh jake and his snake and now she's coming after you oh my
18: god it is jake and a snake i didn't think you, about well, that
1: you're, te- okay, you're telling me <laughs> that you didn't think what that that was oh
18: my traitor oh my god i I never thought about it because i never see jake okay that's fair that is fair (laughs) i don't even think about his name ever i just just like oh yeah this dude that we skip. yeah
1: so in in context uh there are each world in the game that you you basically race your rival which is jake Mm -hmm. and he has a snake gun and Mm -hmm. uh you erase him but in the speed runs you can skip his trigger for like five of the six stages
18: yeah. and you, you just don't he, see him he's there once yeah
1: you see him once because you cannot skip that, that one of the triggers but every other trigger you can skip really really cool uh mm-hmm. so why did you submit frog gun to agdq and not sonic
18: um because okay so this is funny uh i i was planning on submitting sonic but then i thought about it and i was like okay realistically am i going to really want to grind for like two months this game that at the time by the way i was super burnt out of uh sa2 so i was like okay do i really want to be grinding this if I actually do get in and then try to act like I'm enjoying it when I go to GDQ? No, definitely not. So I just decided to f- submit Frog Gun because I actually really did enjoy the game. And, uh, well, to be fair, okay, I don't hate Sonic Adventure 2, I just do not want to grind Hero Story. That thing is like literally having someone pluck your nails off. It is painful. <laughs> this is
1: coming from the guy who has the world record in 180 emblems.
18: Yeah. Okay. 180 emblems, completely fine to submit. Hero Story, way too short, way too much RNG that can murder your run. And also, it hurts my soul. But other than that, <laughs> uh, it, it would be, it is absolutely a fun run. Not at the highest level, though, I would say. At that
19: point, it's it gets too much for me one of the more difficult things was just like when you spawned in on an island you could find supplies in the barrels at the island but you just never knew what you were going to get um and one of the things they fixed recently in an update is you can go to one of the uh little stores at an outpost and purchase those different supplies uh up to a certain amount like you couldn't just purchase like 500 cannons but you could purchase like you know 50 or uh, 50 cannonballs uh i think it's i think the the purchasing one is like 30 but being able to purchase the supplies is nice and because it, it speeds up the process so you're not just like running around an outpost for 20 minutes before you even <laughs> set sail <laughs> yeah um because that's frustrating right like nobody wants to join in on a game and then spend the first 30 minutes of their gaming experience supplying up and i mean my friend while Bill would, because he loves looting for some reason, <laughs> <But> <laughs> got he, loves, he loves looting. Yeah, he's like, uh, he'll join a server. And I'll be like, hey, I'll be right back. Uh, I gotta go, like, do something real quick. I gotta make a phone call. It'll be like fifteen minutes or whatever. He's like, oh, no worries. I'll just loot. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna loot the boat. I'm gonna get the boat ready to go. So. <laughs> But yeah they've uh, i can't really think of a change off the top of my head um other than hit registration that's like obviously the major one i wish they'd commit more resources to that but yeah i think i think uh tall tales would be the next thing i think you know there are there's nine primary tall tales uh two additional ones and then two additional ones that were added and then the five uh pirates of the caribbean tall tales i think it's been I think it's been more than a year since the Pirates of the Caribbean collaboration, and there hasn't been any new Tall Tales. I think that's another thing they could do. And I think they're working on that because they've they've started to do um, kind of like weekly or bi-weekly adventures, which are like little mini Tall Tales. But sometimes they just take too long and they're like not really too impactful to the game and the cosmetics they give you for completing them are not too important or valuable or they're just like oh here's a compass like i I don't really care that much about a compass i'd rather get like a full ship set with sails and yeah and the boat you know just like more valuable cosmetics that actually feel like they're part of the game not your compass that you pull out every couple you know every 20 minutes but yeah uh
1: for me with what i've heard you know what i would love to see i think it would be more like a sequel type thing if they ever did this sky pirates
19: (laughs) you know i i was listening to a streamer talk about that the other day they were saying what if what if sea of thieves was like no man's sky where the where the world was you know never ending and you could just keep going and that 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 kind of makes me think of that sky like if they made a no man's sky version of sea of thieves i think that could be fascinating that would be you'd have to limit you'd have to limit the map i feel like you can't I don't. I don't think you I, could I have see, it. I where... feel like what
1: they would have to do is they would have to take a page out of Minecraft's book to figure out
19: how they fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Truly, yeah. Because I think if you want to do space, I, I think you. You know, I th- now that you. You know, it keeps ideas are running into my head right now, and I think <laughs> this can work. I think this can work. Tony, do you want to do you want to s- start developing a video game? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't have this. I know a guy
19: uh oh, I know a guy. Go. I gotta, I cup. gotta
1: show up to his house someday. And Asodic wants you to be in his beat in his kneecaps, but uh
19: <laughs>
1: uh I'm sure after that, I think we could get Dion on board.
19: There you go. Yeah, I think uh, we're moving in the right direction here. Space Sea of Thieves, where it's just no man's sky. You're flying around, but you can like steal other. You can like shoot down other people's ships and take their loot and it basically it adds more of for... a
1: multiplayer aspect to yeah Nomad yeah. Sky doesn't really just ha- really have a lot of that
19: right not like a not a not a clear one not yeah. one where that's the intention you know sea of thieves is like the intention is part one do missions and obtain loot and sell it or part two player and player interaction in part three, so, talk
1: like a pirate the entire time.
19: Yes. Get immersed. <laughs> there is nothing better than getting immersed and confusing other players by pretending like you're or RP, just RP, just role play. Pretend you're an actual pirate and confuse everyone else in the server. <laughs> like, Hey man,
1: <laughs> the more and more that this is talked about, I'm like, man, this is just, this is just final fantasy 14 on the ocean. That's basically what this game is. Uh with the difference being there's I I, I mean there's no erotic role playing
19: yet. <clears throat> well, let me tell you about my friend Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
1: Oh god. No, you can never escape it. <laughs> ah! Oh god. It's fouled all over again. <laughs> Well, actually, okay. So I played the HD version of Sonic Unleashed at a friend's place. And okay. then I got the game for Christmas for the Wii one year. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I loved playing Sonic Unleashed on that. So it's probably... And then playing it, I'm like, this wasn't in the... I don't the remember this one. <laughs> yes. and as I As time went on, I eventually got the free, a 360 and got Sonic Unleashed for that too. I'm like, oh, I'll play it again. I liked it. And I'm like, yeah, these are completely different games. What the yes. fuck? <laughs> so I, I guess if you can answer the question why are they completely different um that
20: is a great question so um, I'll give you a little bit of the, the history of this game um, so I I can't give specific uh, reasonings but I, this is'll I'll tell you when I break from theory into reality um, the, my theory is that, um, they were sitting in the boardroom and somebody was like hey we're, we're making a brawler why not put it on the Wii with motion controls and all the CEOs were like oh yes exquisite and started clapping for this intern that gave the gave the idea and um, and so they they made that and um, and now this is where it becomes fact um, and so they they made that game for the Wii uh, Sonic team was split so um, not evenly, but they were split regardless to make these three different versions: the HD version, uh, which is regarded as many by as as the best boost game ever made, um, and I would I would definitely stand by that. Uh, I think it's the best Sonic game ever made, to be deeply honest. Uh, but uh, in terms of a lot of different things, but uh, the standard version was also made, and then the Java version for Nokia cell phones. All three of those were made together. And um, uh, by Sonic Team just split up, and already Sonic Team's pretty pretty dang small. So the fact that any of these games are uh, good is just astounding to me. I think Sonic H- Sonic Unleashed HD is like one of the most aesthetically pleasing games I've ever seen, and it came out almost 15 years ago. But that's besides the point. But this version was made with Sonic Team, and then they consulted Dimps. who you guys probably uh, notoriously know for Sonic Four which we don't talk about. But before they made a bad game, they made a lot of good games. Um and and uh the day stages, they came on for cons- consultation for the day stages aesthetics, um the mechanics of the day stages and um and some of the the level design as well. And so that's kind of how that got outsourced and um and then they made this weird looking thing that is Sonic Unleashed Wii and that's how that kind of came about and why they're so different is because technically three different teams, all the same team, but all three different teams are kind of trying to figure out. Divided. Divided like uh, how
1: it was with Sonic well, divided, but not to the scale of Sonic 06 and Sonic in the Secret Rings were. Yes,
20: yes. And and divided and in a way that was like, okay, so we have like a general idea. And so like all the same mechanics are present in the Wii NHD version. The difference is physics engine. Um, I don't know the physics engine. Here's some things that for homework, if anyone's like nerdy enough, if you figure out what physics engine uh, the SD version uses. Uh, that would be great. I would love to know that. Um, hit my line on Discord. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Heroes engine that they're using. And then they just updated and modified
1: it. You um, know, that and- would make sense because it did feel a little slidey here and there. All right, with all that said and done, it's time for us to now dive into this week's bonus
0: level. Community Q&As, a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off, of course, we
1: have this week in gaming history, February 6th to 12th. Here's what happened in the past. On the 6th, 2006, Nintendo released Drill Dozer for the Game Boy Advance in North America. The cartridge included a vibrating rumble feature. On the 7th, 2011, Nintendo released Mario Sports Mix for the Nintendo Wii in North America. On the 8th, 1982, Walter Day released the first Twin Galaxies National Scoreboard to the public, which recorded video game high scores for that game. On the 9th, 2004, Square Enix released Final Fantasy The Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube in North America. On the 10th, 1997, Mario Kart 64 was released for the N64 in north america on the 11th 1999 squeeze oh square not square enix it was just square they released final fantasy VIII for the playstation in japan and on the 12th 2002 sega released sonic adventure 2 battle for the gamecube and playstation 2 in north america making the game making that specific version of the game 21 years old they can now legally drink in the United States. Happy happy birthday. Sonic Adventure 2 battle. Happy birthday. <laughs> the achievement of the week. Is Spongebob Squarepants. In, in Spongebob Squarepants. The Cosmic Shake. It's Boxing Champion. Which is to destroy 1,000 Tikis. And the game of the week. Considering the lack of games coming out. It's Hogwarts Legacy. And that, that's this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed l- taking a look back in the past of the best moments of this season. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank all of the guests uh, Argic, Tales DK, Abiku, Ponage, Tina Chino, Crisis, Alpha Dolphin, Nimputz, Dirty Panda, my Destiny Insider Jackson, Don SR, Rico, Zin Spanish, my boy, No Score, Nick Green, Ninja Frog, Freezy Pop. D Trader One, Oso Dubs, and SpecWee. I want to thank all of them for coming on this season. Be sure to follow them on Twitch, Twitter, or wherever you can find them on the internet. Of course, as always, you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter and at Tony's Game Lodge on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you 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 can find me. Tony's Game Lodge is probably what I have. Uh, we'll probably be changing the Twitter handle next next season as well because I think I can grab it still. Uh, With that, we now go into our month-and-a-half-long hiatus. We will be back with Season 7 of the Game Lounge in April. Until then, have yourselves a great time. Uh, A great early 2023. Play those games. Hope you have a good time playing them. And when I return, I will see you back here in the Game Lounge. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.